Peace, power, and prosperity, family. How we doing out there? Y'all already know what time it is. It's the Bitcoin Block Bully coming to you once again with an early Roger show of coffee and crypto. Uh, right now, we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and recording New Money Matrix podcast. How's everybody doing out there? We got a couple of individuals tuning in on the YouTube side of things, Facebook side of things. Um, it is Friday, February 7th, 2020. Um, to be honest with you, 2020 has been a, a good year so far. Starting off, really no complaints. No complaints. Um... I don't know about anybody else, but it's definitely been a blessing. Blessing. Uh, let me see. Let me see who I got checking in with me. Family, if y'all want to, y'all can check in. City, state, country, for those that may be checking in outside the country. I know at times we do have people checking in outside the bounds. And make sure everything is up and running. Let me know. Make sure y'all can hear me. Let me know, uh, know if the uh, screen is clear. Brother says, funny how the regular news never reports on crypto, but always on the stock market. Crypto goes crazy compared to stocks. Yeah, I tried to tell another individual that, that um, in my opinion, stocks don't compare in any way, shape, or form to cryptocurrency. And they were asking, you know, what were the returns like? Are they better? I'm like, are they better? <laughs> Man, the returns of cryptocurrency, regardless of how you get them, whether it's a pumping up or not. I mean, the type of returns you get in cryptocurrency are 10, 10 times that of what you get in the stock market. In my humble opinion, I may be wrong, you know what I mean? But just from my observance, what's going on in my peripheral and in my direct uh, eyesight is it's, it's shitting on the stock market, you know, part of my language. But uh, peace to you, God. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. But um, yeah, starting off the day right now, we can see Bitcoin up above 9700 uh, Ethereum up above 220 bucks. Ripple back up to $0.28. Cent. Uh, Bitcoin Cash... Some of the Bitcoins are starting to waver off, as you can see right now, BTC at 97, uh, BCH at 436, BSV at 291. After reaching high highs and then having a pullback right now, so they're trying to find their grounding right now. Um, like I said, Link took off. Link, Link just, just smashed through a couple of uh, buy walls. Let me see who we got checking in over here. So the first thing we're going to do is let's take a look at a couple of stories. Let's knock the storylines out. Then we'll go take a look at price action, take a look at some of these charts. Brother Dennis, what's going on? How we doing? Yes, ma'am. All is well. Let me see. How can I share this out? Family, if y'all can, share this out to a couple of groups. I want to try to get as many people over here as I can. Let's see. How do I share it, though? I guess I can just do this. Just get people to come in. Brother Scott, you're already with us. Let me go ahead and invite some people. Get some people over here. There we go. Let me see. There we go. Get the hills in here. I got a couple of hills. I think that's my homie Zone Boy. 
Definitely got to get my homie Riley in here. Get a couple individuals I ain't seen in here in a minute. Let me get them in here. So right now what I'm doing is just sending out invites. You know, trying to fill up, trying to fill up the viewers, wake people up. Let them know that we in here and we live right now. There we go, there we go, there we go. Peace, power, and prosperity. Family, how we doing out there? How's everybody doing? Brother Hatchet, Brother Jay, what's going on? Brother Bay, what's going on? Islam. See what we got checking in over here on the YouTube side of things. South side of uh, Houston, checking in. Checking in from the hood. Hiram Clark. Alright, cool. So let's go ahead and get this started off. I don't wasted enough time of the uh, individuals listening in on the podcast. Let's get into a couple of stories. Um, I actually shared some. Let me piggyback off something that I shared on my Instagram not too long ago. And for those that aren't following me on Instagram, you can find me at Chicago underscore crypto underscore block underscore bully. Once again, it's Chicago crypto block bully underscores under each word. Um, and I shared something that I don't think a lot of people picked up on. It was the fact that there's a community being built, the uh, only the number four of its kind within this whole, uh, what I should say, ecosystem of under-collateralized loans, whereas you can now build a community and instead of individuals having to go outside of the community to get access to funding, as long as you have upright citizens and individuals, upright um, brothers and sisters, that are able to handle the government body or the treasury rather and be able to accurately and with honestly as well as those individuals that are coming for the loans as long as it's an honor system set in play a trust system man ideas like this can work whereas we now have the ability for you know the struggling mother the struggling brother uh whatever the case may be to come and get access to fund from an overall account that as a community we hold and put up minimum amount of the collateralization needed. So as you can see with this one community that's been created, the Indigenous Associates for Decentralized Financing, the collateralization that's needed is only 33% of what you're asking for. So if you need, we'll say a $100 loan, you only have to pay 33% of that or give up 33% of that in actual uh, collateral, monetary collateral, um, now, as far as it being worked off and a, a, a contract outside of this smart contract being produced to hold any type of physical collateral, be it a title to a vehicle, a deed to the house or something like that, that can also be worked within the framework of this. But what this now does is open up the community to access capital that's coming directly from the community. At the end of the day, this is only going to work if the community doesn't fuck the community. And I apologize for the language, but that's the only way this is going to work. You understand what I mean? But... Um, I want to give a simple introduction to uh, what Maple Loans are. Let me see, how long is this article? It ain't too long. We can get through with it. It ain't too long. And they're uh, coming out of Maple Finance, which is Smart Bonds for the New World. I shared them a while ago. Uh, let me make sure everything is coming in right now. Let me make sure everything is coming in. Let me make sure I'm tuning in. Let me see, make sure everybody's catching this. Peace, 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 brother. How we doing, brother Perry? What's going on? 
Brother Tapper. All right, cool. So, yeah, everything's coming in clearly. All right, so uh, what we're looking at right now is Maple Loans. Maple Loans is a platform where users form communities to borrow and lend under collateralized loans to other community members. They built this showcase to showcase how crypto can provide a great lending product to borrowers. The protocol takes care of requesting, the funding, the settling, and making the repayments, allowing the communities to experiment and be creative with identity and risk assessment. Basically, how are you, how are you going to identify those individuals within your community? Well, one way that I could think of, especially for those that are swinging more towards the nationality aspect of what this could be utilized with is the use of nationality cards. So individuals that want to offer up a loan or any type of liquidity will first, if that's how you're running your community, have a nationality card showing that they're part of said and said uh, body. You know what I mean? And then the risk assessment will be based off of your character and conduct in the sense of how actual credit can be looked at because credit is nothing but the trust that somebody has in you before they're able to or before they make a decision and if they're going to give you something of value before you give up something of equal value. You know what I mean? So when you apply for credit cards or any type of loan, what the companies are looking for, number one, is have you been given the responsibility of trust on a commercial level? Meaning has somebody given you a loan or let you borrow some money before and you've paid it back adequately, you know what I'm saying, within a um, given time and, you know, up to the terms of the contract? If you have, then that means that your character and conduct is that of the more trustful nature where individuals will be more willing to give you a loan. You know what I mean? It sounds kind of complicated, I guess, coming out of my mouth now that I'm hearing myself say it, but I think it's pretty simple um, once you understand the system and how it works. But So it goes on to say, uh, why did we build Maple Loans? We were impatient to see more progress in under-collateralized lending. Over-collateralized loans have long been great for buying Ethereum on leverage, but we wanted crypto lending to be used to buy things people need and can't afford, which is an honorable measure, in my opinion, when we're looking at cryptocurrency and the advancement of you know the, the blockchain and what it has to offer to individuals, we do have to take into account the fact that um, we do have to take into the account. Hold on, I apologize. We got to take into the account that this right here, in my opinion, was created for any and everybody. You know what I mean? It was for the haves and the have-nots. More so for the have-nots, though. Those that don't have a way to transact or transfer wealth, funds, um, doing um, cross-border transactions. You know what I mean? You may have individuals within the United States trying to transact and send funds or wealth or value over to individuals that may stay in a rural country in Africa that may have um, access to... Um, smart devices and whatnot, the case may be, but their monetary structure may be crumbling, whereas their fiat dollars are crashing at an alarming rate or very unstable. Whereas right now in this space, you can just send them some DAI, some USDC. You understand what I mean? Something that actually has a tradable value but keeps it more so stable within the relation to the United States dollar, which in certain parts of the country are worth a lot more than that country's uh, currency. So what we're looking at with the advancement of blockchain technology, especially decentralized finance, is the ability for individuals as a whole or as an individual to transact commercially, commercially uh, more, more uh, privately in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion without intermediaries or counterparties or anyone coming in between what you're trying to do. Um, so reading right along, it says people still debate on how to tackle, tackle identity, be it uh, using civil fraud, 
government IDs, self-sovereign, which is something everybody should want to check out, um, credit scores, on-chain possibilities, FICO and other, privacy, uh, specifically ZK snarks, and incentives, under-collateralized borrower, over-collateralized protocol. We want to turn debate into action and experimentation. So we built a platform to allow experimentation with all these questions. So they're going to go through the certain questions that may have come out of the community. Um, let me see. Do you think people can find a way to trust their borrowers? Make a community and test it out. Um, have an algorithm for, uh, for on-chain defaults. Make a community and test it out. Whatever your hypothesis is, you can make a community and test it out, which is what's going on right now. Always remember that we are the pioneers. Not so much the, I don't want to use the word test dummies because if you to even be in this space, you damn sure ain't no damn dummy. You understand what I mean? I'm more so look at it as those pioneers that are, um, are discovering and, um, you know what I'm saying, making our way through the wilderness or through un, unterrain, un, un, untapped territory for a lot of us. You know what I mean? Um, so very amazing space and the possibilities of what it offers. So the article goes on to state that communities are the fundamental primitive, primitive of maple loans. They're decentralized, self-organizing groups, government, composed of a leader, lenders, and borrowers. We see them being organized initially around Discord, Telegram, Slack, and other channels. Borrowers and lenders can then coordinate loans in these channels and use maple loans to request fund and manage the loans once the details have been agreed. The first newbies of a community will probably have some existing relationships, providing a kernel of trust to see the, com the community. This is natural because the first people you feel comfortable lending to will usually be people you know. Th and that's what a community really is. It's individuals that have a common unity with amongst themselves. Always remember that. Just because you live within a certain specific box or crunched into a specific space doesn't mean you're actually a community. You just mean maybe a bunch of individuals that just live in close proximity to everybody. Um, it goes on to state that this then expands to their friends who don't know you. You understand what I mean? So that means I'm in the game, you're in the game, and you want to bring buddy in that I don't really know but that you may trust, right? We hope this, is, this can then scale beyond three degrees of separation as users get more creative in dealing with the risk and identity. Think on-chain credit scores. Integrations with self-sovereign self identities and social media account validation. The potential is there. Let's get into how it works. Let me make sure I'm still coming in clear. Let me make sure everything's being uh, read uh, correctly. Let me see. Uh, make sure everything. Brother, brother uh, Coleman, what's going on, Crypto Pimping? Peace, peace, peace. Okay, so yeah, it seems like everything's coming in clear. Brother Parks, peace. All right, cool. Going right back along with the uh, article. It goes on to state that this is how it works. Number one, a leader sets a community and specifies the collateralization required, anywhere from zero to 99%. So actually, you can actually set it up to where the individual doesn't have to put up any type of monetary. That's 100% up to the individuals that are creating the community. Leaders start adding the addresses of borrowers and lenders to their community. So if you have a, pro a, a address, you will be um, added to the community as, well, as long as you've met whatever prerequisites that the individuals that created the community have created for you to be added to that community. So like I said in uh, the example of, you know, individuals that are of the, um, under the Moorish nationality or Moorish status, they could create one of these platforms and only allow individuals that have nationality IDs be able to come and actually provide liquidity and take loans out. You understand what I mean? Um, so borrow, borrowers start making loan requests. 
Don't forget to go to settings and set an approval limit to make transactions, which get posted to the community. Lenders, um, let me see. Okay, lenders fund as much as they want for any loan request and start earning interest, meaning that the individuals that are providing the liquidity, i.e. me, the individuals that are, I don't want to say the top, top echelon, but we're the liquidity providers, you understand what I mean? We're basically the backbone of the community being the financial providers for the community. So like I said, as long as the community doesn't fuck itself out of itself, it, it, all this can really work, in my opinion, if we're looking at any type of longevity or togetherness or unity amongst ourselves. Um, so it goes on to state, I'm going to tell y'all something before I even go on, too. As I be going through a lot of this information I be bringing out, y'all understand, really, this is like really, really, really next level shit and could really, really be, I guess, damaging to the construct and the way that things are created right now as far as who holds power over who because of the ability to, you know, um, take care of any type of financial um, affairs. Right now, you got it to the point where you're not able to handle your own financial affairs in a private capacity. In a sense, those that understand trust law, then you already know that there is a public and there's a private. What I'm trying to say to individuals and open up the doors for, especially my SPC individuals, those that you know study the secure party processes and whatnot, is that there is a new public and private going on, and it's going on right here in the uh, cryptocurrency decentralized space, blockchain space. Um, all three of those amalgamated into one have created a a uh, a new a new world, if you if you may, and I really want individuals to understand that the the, the the knowledge that I'm bringing, the information that I'm bringing, is really not the shit you're gonna get on the regular run of the mill. You're not gonna just go on YouTube and find um, all the information bunched up into one. With me studying different you know different aspects of knowledge, I'm able to to integrate all of it together, whether it's Law, status, nationality, metaphysics, magic, ritual, finances, it doesn't matter. I know how to create, or not how to create, even though I do create. I know how to understand all of that as it's mixed up into one big pot, I guess I could say. So basically what I'm saying is, man, y'all getting hella information here. So understand that, and a lot of this probably ain't going to make sense right now. A lot of this is, is probably prophetic, the way that we're speaking on it, and the way that I'm looking at it, how it could be utilized, whereas this doesn't get used on a large scale for probably the next five to ten years, just because we're new to this type of thing. you understand what I mean? But I've been sitting here, in my opinion, to wake your asses up, so let's get along. It goes on to say number five. Or no, number four, lenders fund as much as they want. Right, we'll be the liquidity providers. Number five, borrowers start making repayments on the loan. The first is after 50 days. Equals 20 days from for funding plus 30 days uh, regular. Then every 30 days. You understand what I mean? So not only is this allowing us to transact with one another, it's putting us to the point where we have to be responsible for our financial affairs. You understand what I mean? Because like I said, we can F ourselves out of this. Now, after um, the, it's been repaid, the lenders withdraw repayment to their wallets by claiming the payment. The loan is repaid and collateral is released. Return uh, to step three, which step three is borrowers start making loan requests, and it just it, it continues to grow. So now what's going on is what you're doing is not only allowing individuals access to capital that is community-based, you're also growing the capital of the community because always remember there's a certain interest that has to be paid back. Now as long as the individuals at the top ain't greedy and, you know what I mean, slime balls, everything should work to where is the community. I mean, when we talk about Black Wall Street, and um, I'm going to just be honest with y'all. When you really, really, really think about this, a lot of this is, man, really life-changing information. Um, and we know that certain powers that be like to stop information like that. I'm not trying to put no bad mojo on anything that's going on right now, but this is really, 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 really mind-blowing um, technology that, that's at our fingertips right now that could be utilized to galvanize the, the, the people. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. Top things you should know about make a dial die inside. Okay. Uh, it goes on to state that um, a blade canvas to experiment. 
Maple Loans is a blank canvas for communities to conduct under-collateralized experiments. Here's a few community ideas to start with. Uh, Hawk. So 0% collateral requirement, but thoroughly access new members by requiring copies of passports and Zoom call before adding them. Borrowers provide two pay slips to show income, targets medium-sized loans for cars or laptops. Interest generally is anywhere from 5 to 9% for 18 months, right? Uh, the next one, the happy medium. Higher 20% collateral requirement, but new members only need to verify a LinkedIn or Twitter using Bloom. Bloom is a, a decentralized, self-sovereign uh, platform. Uh, new pay slips required, but borrow addresses. New pay slips required, but borrow addresses have to show they had at least 1,000 die passed through their address in the last three months. I like that idea. Meaning that you're not going to come in with a new address that has absolutely no activity. Remember, everything on the blockchain is um, open, not open source. It's um, transparent, meaning I can go and follow your address and see exactly how much money you've been playing with over the last couple of months. So if you're coming asking for um, a, high, a high or a loan and we go and we look and you see you have absolutely no activity. Family, this is no different from a credit report. Anybody ever play with um, credit privacy numbers or anything like that or building their own credit score up or that of a child or a young adult? You already know you start off with absolutely no credit history. You have a zero credit file history, right? Until you put an authorized user being um, a trade line on there or finding ways for them to open up their first line of actual credit, it's going to be a zero file. Now, what are the credit card companies going to look at before they give you a loan? How much uh, transaction history do you have? If we go and look and you trying to get a loan for JCPenney's or Macy's or anything like that, nine times out of ten, they're going to look and see that you have absolutely nothing on there and deny you because it's like we can't trust you. You have nothing for us to go off of as far as trust. Now, you do have those first-time individual companies that do allow individuals with a zero credit file to start building their credit up. Um, Capital One's Platinum Card, for one, is, is one that you can utilize. Usually, you'll get approved for a $300 credit limit with a zero to low credit because it's used to build credit. Um, another way that I've seen this being utilized outside of what they're speaking on is that you're also able to build the credit of the individuals that are giving out the loans. Because, Pete, let's say now, let's think of a secured trans. Let's see, let's think of a secured loan, right? You come, you want a loan. You only got 33% of the loan, but you want a huge loan. Let's say that we go outside of that 33% and allow you to put up some type of collateral, being that you put up stereo equipment, a lawnmower, a, you know, a riding lawnmower maybe even a vehicle, right? We write that in utilizing the UCC-1 uh, form, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, showing that a loan, is it a UCC-1 form? Unified Commercial Code, if I'm not mistaken, it is a UCC-1 form. I don't want to get too complicated on this. I'm going to continue to read, but it's so many possibilities, family. Y'all already see how my mind's starting to drift and go to work and, and try to figure something out. But um, I like that idea. Anyways, no pay slips required, but borrower addresses have to show that they had at least a thousand died passed within the last couple um days, last couple months. APR generally ten to fifteen percent for six to twelve months, right? And then you got the light touch, high thirty three percent collateral, no identity validation required. Uses algorithm to access probability of default based on address transaction history, right? Small loans on less than a hundred dollars, but high APR forty to fifty percent. And remember, you can create this and utilize this in any way that you need. Brother Drake said, it feels good and I'm going live again. Feels like old times. Light years ahead of the game. Yes, sir. Can't stay long, but I'm going to listen as long as I can. Building is more trust. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yep, still get your crypto back with gained in value. Um, let's see, where we at? Okay, so each community is free to experiment. No, light touch, excuse me. No, we just read the light touch. My fault. 
But uh, each community is free to experiment with how it tackles identity and risk assessment. The community handles these off-chain and in Discord Telegram channel. Um, let me see. Moving right along. He goes on to state, how does Maple Loans relate to Maple Smart Bonds? Well, we built and launched the POC for Maple Smart Bonds to mainnet in November of 2019. Smart Bonds are crypto bonds which take revenue generating tokens as collateral. The stream of income from the tokens repays the debt also, right? So our POC was built with the CSI, or C, um, which is C compound single collateral die as the first collateral. It had liquidity, was open source, and ERC-20. We always plan to integrate other forms of revenue generating tokens as collateral in our roadmap. Maple loans will be represented by the ERC-20 or ERC-721 token and will be revenue generated from lenders of communities. We will integrate Maple loans as collateral for smart Maple smart bonds. So people out of game works in, this, in, the, in the traditional sense. I'm, I'm going to go through and read this, but I'm going to break something down to y'all. So that if you're a lender, you can borrow against your Maple loans and sell smart bonds and continue growing your Maple loans portfolio. This is the shit right here, family. Y'all don't even understand. Understand that when you go get a loan from somebody, right, be it a... a, a, a a title loan, whatever the case may be, they're able to take that loan that you wrote or that you signed, that you that you um, contracted into. That loan now has value. You're able to take that loan and actually sell that loan. You understand what I mean? Um, man, this 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 whole whole monetary system, the, the way the banking system works, the way that the loan, the credit system works, is some of the most interesting um, systems if you want to say. If you look at the whole body being the government body and how the system works on the inside of it. It's, it's quite interesting, especially now that we have the ability to utilize it for oneself. Draw what I'm saying? But, um, man, just th this right here is, is I'm telling you, these are the keys. I'm, man, keys, super jewels, super keys. This will let communities become decentralized crypto banks because we're connecting the loans to wholesale debt funding. Once again, this will allow communities becoming decentralized crypto banks because we're connecting the loans to wholesale debt funding. Maker gave DeFi a central bank. Compound gave it a money market. Maple gives it a capital market. Look at this. So the collateral is the, collateral is the loan, right? The collateral is the loan. Next it goes to the Maple protocol. So the collects principal plus the interest of the repayments, right? Because remember, what I have, if you owe me money, right? Let's say you owe me a thousand bucks. That thousand dollars you owe me. I may be able to go get a loan based off of you owing me $1,000. You understand what I mean? Basically taking that debt that you owe me and using that as collateral and actual value. Always remember, the only thing that's valued in the United States, the only thing that makes money is debt. Always comprehend that. Everything is debt. There is no actual money. Everything is actually debt. In fact, I want to get into that real quick because I want to understand how this, whole, how this whole system really works. So when we really look at the system and how it was broken down and how the monetary system works, Federal Reserve notes, um, what you're actually doing when you go out. I want everyone to understand, and this is why I like cryptocurrency so much, because now we're actually able to transfer something of value outside of actual Federal Reserve notes, which really aren't backed by anything, so in, in a sense, have no value, versus when we're trading cryptocurrency with one another. It's almost like giving up gold, silver. It's an asset. Ha uh, housing, um, real estate, you understand what I mean? So when we look at how the current financial system works, right? When you go to work, you're really working for free because everything in the United States is already prepaid for. Always remember this. The United States is, what, 20, how much in debt are we right now? I'm going to go through a real quick lesson, real quick, because I just want everybody to understand equity. Right now, what you're giving up is energy, is sweat equity. That's what's funding. That's what's keeping the United States rolling right now. So if we look at debt clock, um, debtclock.org, which should already be, be log, uh, locked in. I don't know why it's not. But we can look and see exactly how much debt we're in today. So when you look at this, with you being right now $23 trillion in debt, 
how does a company that's in debt or basically bankrupt have any money to pay you? They don't. They have commercial paper, which they give you in a sense for you to do commercial transactions with. But all the while, never owning exactly what you're giving the transaction up for because you're not giving up anything of value. So we can use a vehicle, for instance. When you buy a vehicle, what you're given is actually a certificate of title. It's not an actual title because you never paid for the vehicle. So you don't actually own the vehicle. The state owns the vehicle. They have the manufacturer's certificate of ownership. All you have is a certificate of title because you're a beneficiary of the trust account that was created by the Social Security Administration, right? That you're acting in place of or beneficiary of. And the car is actually for the beneficiary of that trust account, which is your name, right? So you're just riding around in a vehicle that you don't own because you never paid for it because you gave out Federal Reserve notes for it. So when you look at a Federal Reserve note and the reason that you go to work for them is because it keeps the system running. So individuals will just use people that are working on the roadway right now, right? They're out there, they're doing construction, they're getting paid so much money, yada, 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 to be out there. But at the end of the day, they're not getting paid with anything but, but monopoly money. It's the energy that is the actual value. That's what actually keeps the United States running is the energy. It's your sweat equity. Remember, sweat equity. It's your sweat. It's your labor. That's the value. It's only in the form of debt because they're giving you debt notes to transact with. It's not money. Think about it. So right now what we have is a system where we are able to take and collateralize that debt, right? Hold on. Where is it at? Now we have a system where we're able to collateralize that debt, turn it into a value, gain interest off it, and utilize it to continue to fund our own communities the same way that the United States is funding its own communities with debt. Sweat equity. Um, I hope I didn't lose anybody with that. But this right here is how a, this is the beginning of a new, a new world. That's what I want everyone to understand. What you're seeing right now, this is the beginning of a new world, new dimension, new paradigm, whatever you want to call it. Whereas a number of different functions that used to be had or used to have to be handled by a certain hierarchy now is open to any everybody to use because it's permissionless and it's borderless, meaning you don't need permission to use it and it can be used cross borders. All you need is an internet and a smart device, right? So we see a huge market opportunity. Getting back, I didn't want to get too sidetracked. But I want you to understand. So once you get over here to the smart bonds, look, you got equity with high risk goes to the issuer. Grade uh, two is the medium risk and grade one is the low risk that goes to the investors. These are the participants. I'm going to do a, a more so breakdown of this whole platform. I really just wanted to introduce you. I didn't want to spend actually this much time on it. Uh, where are we at? So let me go ahead and finish this up. But it goes on to say that we see a huge market opportunity for DeFi to scale with undercollateralized lending. So we're testing that hypothesis with Maple Loans. Maple Loans introduces a token which strengthens the use case of smart bonds, Maple Smart Bonds, by adding revenue generating assets in need, in need of funding. Um, and you can go check this out at Maple Loans, uh, Maple.loans, and then Maple.finance. Check each one out. Like I said, we do have um, coming up the Indigenous Associates for Decentralized Financing. So for those that may be interested, just get in contact with me. Really trying to nation build here for those that really want to build a nation. Uh, moving right along. Let's see what we got going on. Coindesk. What stories do we have? I'm sorry I took so long with that one story. I do want to get along and actually get the price action, which a lot of individuals probably came here for more so than me just rambling on. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. How's everybody doing out there, though? How's everybody doing? New acquisition opens trillion dollar market for back. Uh, ETH, well, let me see, 95%. Hmm. This may be the reason that uh, Ethereum is running right now because of the ETH 2.0 launch. We can check, uh, possibly check this story out. And then slide over to Cointelegraph, see what we got up here. Let me see, Bitcoin, blockchain, daily configuration, transaction, hit a five-month high. CME futures hit 10K as BTC price finally nears five figures. Okay, so the futures market hit 10K. We can definitely check that out. 
me see. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's go here. Let's go with this. Let me see who's still, still tuning in with me, listening to my ramblings, too. Grand Rising family, Grand Rising. How's everybody doing out there? Like I said, if you can, please tag your friends, family. Um, peace, peace, peace for anybody that's tuning in right now. You definitely want to go back and check out what we just got done talking about because we just had one hell of a build, if I do say so myself. Um, let me see, coming in now. Uh, let's see. Any questions or comments before I proceed? Any questions or comments before I proceed? My audio's a little choppy. Family, let me know if my audio's choppy. I got someone saying my audio's choppy on uh on um on YouTube. Let me know if my audio's still choppy before I proceed. I definitely don't want y'all missing out of any anything that's being said. But um let's see. Let's go back to 95% confidence that ETH developers pencil in July 2020 for ETH 2.0 launch. So now when we go take a look at Ethereum, right? Let me go ahead and get the chart for ETH. Where is it at? Hold on real quick. Let me bring the ETH chart up real quick. I mean, look at that. Beautiful. Hey, for those that are part of the Discord group, I hope y'all caught this bounce right here off this 55. I hope y'all caught that bounce off that 55 where it's down back around 218. Hope y'all caught that one. Posted that at about 7 this morning, maybe. So, definitely a uh, nice bounce off the 55-day uh, exponential moving average. Let me see. Let's go over here. And ETH has just been on a monster tear. Uh, let me see. We've definitely been in it. I think the lowest call we had this month or ended in the last month was $166 as far as an entry goes. Let's see. In fact, I can show y'all right here where we got our entry at around the last time, which was... Let's see where we at. It's the beginning of the month, too. Anybody that's interested in joining the Discord. So our entry was right here at about 184. Okay, so this is a more updated entry. At 184, total profit we're looking to take right now is a 618, which is $269. We've already came and obliterated the, two, uh, the 382 at $211. Now we're on our way to that 50%, which is $240.37. And right now it's looking like ETH is going to make that. We've got good volume coming in. Let me see. MACD is printing very bullish signals. Let me open this up a little bit. That means we can get rid of this because this right here is invalidated. Get rid of you. I mean, look at that momentum. RSI is not yet oversold. And remember, we're on a weekly chart right now, so we got room to move. We definitely got room to move. Let's break this down to a daily. Let's see how it's looking. Okay, you are oversold on the daily. Highly oversold on the daily. RSI, you could be looking for a, a little bit of pullback. MACD looking strong, though. MACD looking definitely strong. So let me see. Now, this invalidates this. And this right here was another uh, catch we was able to make. The 50% retracement down there around 155. That was another one we was able to catch. Let's take a look at Bitcoin real quick. Right now, CME is trading at $9,930. You can watch the CME as the basis of where Bitcoin may be headed. Right now, it's headed towards that $10,000 mark. But when we look at spot price, right? When we look at spot, where's my Bitcoin on spot? Damn, did I get rid of my uh, Bitcoin chart? Nope, here it is right here. This is the chart we've been following since this head and shoulders, which um, I got a two my own horn again. We called, this, uh, we called this run right here at least from 7,700 to 8,840. This was called in the Discord group. Prior to it hitting 7,700, we rolled that all the way up, came back, back down, back tested. Remember this crypto score, if you're watching this, 
Remember we talked about this back test of that downsloping trend line, which gave you that pump up. Look at that. Retested your previous resistance here. That's where you got a consolidation period, had a slight pullback, hit the 21-day exponential and took off from there. Right now, our next level of resistance or where we're looking to take profit is at 10500 Right now, you're at 9812 spot price. So Bitcoin having one hell of a rally right now. Though a couple of things you do want to pay attention to right now is the loss of positive momentum, which is, could be looked at as a bearish uh, divergence. So keep in mind on that. But you're still looking good up here on the uh, RSI. Coming right back. Now, people, what happen every time you come up here and retest the oversold territories? You've had a pullback. One, two, three, four. A slight pullback first, right? A pump back up and then a dump from there. But you're still staying within a nice uptrend here. So we'll pay attention to the RSI and see how that ends up uh, fanning out for us. But right now on the daily, man, Bitcoin looking strong. Let's, let's clear up some of this. Let's clear up some of this real quick. Open this up. We had a nice crossover, the 21 and the 55, which is pretty much what I'm using as my, as my basis right now for a bull or a bear market, um, short term anyways. So anytime we're above, especially when we cross over the 55-day exponential moving average, it is a good catalyst for uh, long positions to start being acquired or looked at at least. Um, and right now, I mean, it's played out fairly nice. Now, for us to really, really, really kill the previous high, which we, we pretty much did on the body closing. Right now, what we're taking care of on a daily time frame anyway is the wicks. If we go down to a four-hour, of course, these wicks are going to turn into bodies for us then. Let's close this up a little bit. And I do apologize. I got deviated from the stories. But I do want to pay, uh, pay attention to price action right now as well. So, now nah, we coming up. We smashing through it right now. So, yeah, that next level of resistance. Really, let me see. Man, really, if you can break through where you're at right now, because you see, this right here, what you're looking at right now is a price line. This is where price actually is right now. And if you look at it anywhere from a technical uh, analysis point of view, it's looking like a support line, is it not? Meaning that when price action came down here, it bounced, it bounced, it broke it this time, came back, bounced, retested, bounced, retested, and then finally broke it. But the thing you want to focus on is the bounces that it's getting right there around that area. It's getting some real strong bounces, meaning that right now what you're back testing is that form of support from 2019 what is this, 2019? You're back testing the form of support, now turn resistance. Because look what happened. When you broke under it, you came back up the back tested here, rejection. That's what gave you that downtrend there. So if we go and we look right now, look what's happening right now. You're hitting that same area right now. You got a little bit of consolidation going on, but you want to be able to break through this and continue on your journey. So um, then we started looking at Ethereum. Somehow we got on Bitcoin. All is well, though. Basically, for those that don't know, um, an upgrade to Ethereum is coming. I'm not going to go through the whole article because it's... Too much to explain for individuals that like aren't that in tune with Ethereum. But a number two cryptocurrency in the space is looking for an upgrade. It's supposed to launch um, July. So, you know, if you don't know what Ethereum is, it's a, a, a cryptocurrency that allows for you to create smart contracts. Meaning that you can create code and the code is going to interact or it's going to allow you the ability to do a number of different things. Let me say that. One being in a, uh, create actual uh, Maple Loans, for instance. This platform right here, this is built on, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, this is built on the Ethereum network. This is built on the Ethereum network. Meaning that this is built on the premises of the, the uh, Ethereum virtual machine. But you need Ethereum to interact in this space. That's one thing that gives Ethereum the actual value. And I tell people this all the time. You need Ethereum to do certain things on the Ethereum network. So would you rather want to buy Ethereum at $100, $200 or wait till it gets back to $1,500 and have to buy it because you got to do something on the Ethereum network? You got to think ahead, not so much just the price action. It's the reason the price action is going up. Do you understand? 
That's a reason the price action is going up. So, but um, let me see what I leave off at. Let's see. Bitcoin hit 10k. Um, let me see. It goes up. This story goes on to state that data from CME's group Bitcoin Future shows that the implied price of Bitcoin reaching the symbolic five figures on February 6th. Since then, a slight correction has sent Bitcoin a shade lower. It currently trades at 9,800, and that's on the CMEs. Remember, now on the CMEs, we back up to 9,900. So now we're at 9,800 on spot price, which follows CMEs. The CMEs goes up, while CMEs futures are hovering around 9,900. Um, okay, so this was the spot price. This is correct. This was spot price, and they were saying that CMEs was at around 9,900. Excuse me. It goes on to state that considerable enthusiasm has accompanied sustained price momentum for Bitcoin throughout this past week's trading. After challenging the $9,000 support on February 4th, an abrupt upward surge saw the largest cryptocurrency reach new highs of $9,840. It's best position since mid-September, meaning since September 2019, we haven't been in this position in a while. Um, as Cointelegraph reported, Bitcoin's year-to-date performance currently stands at more than 35%, second only to Tesla stock in gains of terms. I mean, in terms of gains since January 1st, meaning, meaning that the gains that we're getting right now to Bitcoin is only only second to Tesla, which is on a major, massive bull run right now. But anything in the stock market, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I'm scared to buy. When you look at how high everything is on the stocks, like have y'all ever taken? Let's sit back for a minute. Let's go take a look at some stocks real quick because I hear people all the time talking about all the stocks and stocks and stocks and stocks. Have you ever sat back and took a look at some of these stocks and where they're at and what highs you're buying right now? Remember, your thing in the stock is to buy it at a lower price and be able to sell it at a higher price. How can you settle it at a higher price if it's reaching its higher prices right now? Please explain that to me. Let's go take a look at Apple stock real quick. Look at that. To me, that shit's scary. That's like buying Bitcoin at $20,000. So, once again, if Apple has never been to the price it's at right now. What in your right mind will make you want to buy it, expecting it, because you have nothing to go off as a catalyst, so okay, I bought this dip, right? I can at least look for me to try to cash out when it comes back up and retouches uh, this previous high, which it did, and then it, it rejected, had a pullback, and then proceeded from there. But if you're buying Apple right now at the top, if we go, let me see, is Amazon the same thing? Um, let's see, Amazon... Look at that. Look at that. Uh, man, look at that gap. But Amazon, the same thing. You're buying it at the top. Uh, let's go look at Nike. Right? Nike. Nike got a nice pullback right now, but you're basically whoever, whoever did just invested at $105, you basically bought the top of Nike. Now, who are you going to sell it to? You don't sell it for lower prices now. So when I look at the stock markets, man, this is, let's look at Tesla. It's, it's scary to me. You got to be out your cotton picking. Let me not use that term. I apologize. You got to be out your rabbit ass mind to try to buy, to want to invest. Let me tell you something. Anyone comes to you right now talking about, hey, Tesla this and Tesla that, understand they don't know shit about technical analysis and they're just telling you to invest in something because there's a bunch of hype around it. I would never in, in a day buy this. Too high. Too much already took off already. You know what I mean? Um, let me see where we're at around the board. Looking nice still. But uh, it goes on to state that let me see what do we say. Okay, overall price is good going to the close. No, for Coin Telegraph market analysts, uh, uh, feel whatever press time levels represent an important watershed for BTC USD with a major move in either direction, a strong possibility. Overall price is good going through going into the close. It would be glorious if the CME takes us across 10k into the close, meaning that they want the price action to close above 10k levels. Once again, they want price action to close above 10k levels. 
Um, overall picture is good. Okay, he summarized his subscribers in his te- in his Telegram trading channel on Friday. Um, Fiblib Philip whatever uh, added that he eyed potential support at ninety five fifty should they sell off insure. Um, futures markets, meanwhile, continue to reach new achievements with fellow operator BitMEX seeing new record open interest for its uh for its own futures product at one point five billion. Um, damn, it's a lot of open interest. So yeah, Bitcoin right now rallying the whole uh I mean stocks, crypto, it's all rallying right now. It's looking nice right now. It's good for individuals to jump in and get some money. Just don't jump in and get wrecked. That's the only thing you don't want to do. That's the only thing you don't want to go do. Um, let me see. With ETH going to split to... No, no, it's not going to split into... No, sir, that's not... That's, that's, you're thinking about a hard fork, brother Mike. You're thinking about a hard fork. Um, Beyond Meat, Gold, Volatile. Check out Beyond Meat. Okay, we check out Beyond Meat real quick. I'm not really doing a request right, right, right now. But it's pretty much like... Uh, no, nah, in fact, Beyond Meat came out and it had one hell of a correction. So let me find... Let me see. Let's go look at Beyond Meat real quick. I thank everybody that's tuning in right now for the early watching show of Coffee and Crypto. We're going to be finishing this up in a minute because it's already an hour past the time that I wanted to go. Uh, let's see. Let's look at Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat just had a crossover. You're coming back, retesting. the. Uh, you just bounced off the 55 and you're retesting the 21-day exponential. Um, What's this, a four-hour? Hold on. Let me see. Okay, on the daily, you bounced off the 21. That was an excellent buy right there. Anyone that entered around that 105 area. Um, I could look for Beyond Meat to come back up and retest areas between 130 and 140. Between 130 and 140, you may see a pullback around those areas. But uh, it's really not enough even life to go off of with a technical analysis like this. It's only been alive since May of 2019. So real limited on what I can say. Let's see what type of fib levels we're bouncing off of real quick. Which we're probably bouncing off around if we're coming back up. 236 or 382 is what I'm going to call here. Oh, damn. I have something over here already. Hold on. Let me, let me get rid of what's here already. Remove drawing tools. Turn back on my magnet. Let me get the fib again. Pull this from swing high to swing low. Which is right there. So, yeah. Re, uh, regarded at the 382. Right now, finding that support at the two three six. So, if this is going to continue to rally, your pro- your uh your levels of profit taking will be between the three eight two and the six one eight, meaning anywhere between one hundred and thirty five and one hundred and seventy five dollars. Just going off the fib levels. But uh, let's take a look at the top market real quick. Right now, we're utilizing CoinWatch. Um, we're we're done with the first half of the show being the news. Damn, did I, did I go through my hour? On the, let me make sure I'm not done recording over here on the New Money Matrix podcast, which anybody that didn't miss this, that doesn't want to stay online and actually like watch the videos, you can always check this out on my podcast, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. I'm um, just looking for New Money Matrix. I think I'm the only one with that name. I need to get that. Yeah, I do. Um, but anyways, let me make sure I'm still coming in. Family, let me know if I'm choppy. Let me know if you can hear me. Let me know if the screen is still clear. Let me know if it's any type of... Uh, Resistance in between us. Miss Pierce says she needs a one-on-one. No problem, Queen. Hit my um, just hit my inbox, and I'll, I'll reach out to you. Uh, also, for those that don't know, today is Financial Friday, so all one-on-ones, all uh, webinars, my book, all services are on a discount today. For anybody that's in earshot right now, every Friday all services are on discount. Every Friday all services are on discount. So take advantage of it for those that are uh. 
that you know what I'm saying are um, interested. Stocks right now should be strictly a long term dividend play. Yeah, definitely if you're if you're looking at it long term on the dividend side. Um, let me see. So let's see. Moving right along, let's look at the top twenty coins coming in right now. We got a market cap of two hundred seventy five billion seventy eight million nine hundred twenty thousand two hundred sixty nine dollars. Meaning that right now there's over $275 billion in the market. Why can't you get in there and snatch out 50 bucks? Uh, coming in on the 24-hour volume, meaning in the last 24 hours we had $34,427,428,666.666. Um, liquidity right now is at 808821411 The BTC dominance is at a 64.75%. I do want to take a second now and go back and look at the BTC dominance as it has been... Given a downtrend lately, let me see if we've picked back up yet. I haven't looked at the BTC dominance yet. Let me go back and take a look at that real quick. And that's basically how much dominance it has over the rest of the cryptocurrency market for those that are not familiar. God damn, look at that. So we posted this downsloping trend line right here, you know, about a week ago. And yeah, the dominance continues to, to, uh, to uh, lose. Meaning that right now, that's why you're seeing a lot of altcoins go on the rallies that they are. As Bitcoin loses dominance, that means the money has to go somewhere. The dominance, for the most part, is going into the altcoins. you got a nice altcoin rally going on right now. Are you part and partial of it or are you missing out sitting on the sidelines and watching it? I mean, it's, it's money being made every day right now. Now, does that mean it's going to continue to be money made every day? No, it does not. So let me not put it out there like there is. In fact, I should have put, it out, put this out there at the beginning of the show, which I have been forgetting to do. Let me put this out right now at the end or in the middle, whatever this is going to be. I am not a financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor. I cannot and I do not give financial advice. This show is to be looked at as only entertainment. Chips and giggles for an hour, hour and a half of us kicking it. Not to be taken as any type of sound financial advice. I'm giving my opinion on certain aspects. I'm not a professional. I have no licenses. I have no uh, degrees. I have no masters. I have none of that within the financial world. None of that. So understand that I'm 100% self-taught. I don't got any credentials to show you. No LinkedIn, no none of that. So take what I say with a grain of salt, please. Also, I'm not a tax advisor, so don't ask me about taxes with cryptocurrency because I will not answer them. you got to ask your tax advisor about that. But moving right along... um. Let's see. Coming in right now, we got Big Bank Hank trading at $9,779, up, up 0.44%. There goes my numbers, 44% within the last 24, up 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number two, we got Ethereum trading at $220, up 4.88%, both 44 numbers resonating, uh, <laughs> up 69% within the last hour. Coming in at number three, we got XRP trading at $0.27, cent, up 1.9% within the last 24.3% within the last hour. Coming in at number four, we got Bitcoin Cash trading at $435, up 1.2% within the last 24.4% within the last hour. Coming in number three, excuse me, number five, we got Bitcoin SV, which is Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, which is actually a hard fork of Bitcoin Cash, which is actually actually a hard fork of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, excuse me. So BSV is a hard fork of BCH, BCH is a hard fork of BTC. BSV right now coming in at $295, which I, when it comes to BSV, man, that thing, let's take a look at it real quick. Them, them swings is real wild. If you can catch them, man, you can profit like hell off of BSV. If you get caught in them, man, it's going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt. Let me see. Let's look at it versus... And they do got the perpetual futures. Let me see how, how long they've been open for, though. Okay, they only got a weekly here. BSV. Where can we see a better... Nah. Nah. I guess we'll have to look at... Let's see, Bitrix. They got a longer type lifeline. They do. Now, so overall, BSV is actually, I mean, man, when you look at it, you know, swings from 57 up to $252, from $52 back down to, 
73 bucks from 73 bucks back up to two damn near 300 bucks i mean that's not you can man lose your lunch over shit like this i swear to god you have you have you throwing up like oh my god where'd all my money just go and then you sell it right here and then it pops back up on you and now you're super sick so definitely family if you don't know no channel uh candlestick uh patterns or not even that if you don't know technical analysis i this is the one thing i will advise you if you can't read charts if you can't look at something like this right and be able to let me go in depth real quick let me go inside of here if you wouldn't understand like what none of this means and this is just like mumbo jumbo i really do not advise trading number one Investing is a whole nother story, but I definitely don't advise trading in any shape, any way, shape, or form if you can't look at this and at least, just on a simple measure, right? Be like, oh, he has an inverse head and shoulders down there. I mean, it says left shoulder, head, right shoulder. So if you can't look and understand this is an inverse head and shoulder, played it like this, I would advise you definitely get some type of consultation, understand what you're looking at before you throw a slug in here. Remember, this is outside of uh, investing. Investing is something totally different. That's you expecting a long-term return, so... If you're investing, you're probably putting money in now, looking at the next five to ten years before you're going to uh, take anything out. Once again, not financial advice in any way, shape, or form. Um, coming in at number six, we got Litecoin trading at $73.47, up 1.3% within the last 24, 0.4% within the last hour gains. Coming in at number seven, you have USDT, which is the cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar, which is actually backed by a certain amount of Federal Reserve notes somewhere in the reserve. Coming in at number eight, but it's trading at a penny. It's, I mean, a dollar, excuse me, off a penny. It's 99 cents right now. Coming in number eight, we have EOS trading at $4.57, up 1.2% within the last 24.5% within the last hour. Coming in number nine, we got BNB trading at, at $22. I, I, I told y'all about BNB. Told y'all. $22.02 right now, up 10% within the last 24. Wow. 10% gains within the last 24 hours. Everything else we've been seeing is 1.2, 2 .3, 0 0.3, 0.3, BNB 10% within the last 24 hours. How is that for a portfolio gain? Coming in at number 10, we got ADA trading at 6 cents, up 2.1% within the last 24. Coming in at number 11, another one of my favorites, Tezos, who for those that are any part of any one of my DeFi, Discord, um, definitely the DeFi group. Y'all already know Tezos is one of those ones that we were trading on the, on the synthetics exchange market. From synthetics, that was one of the, one of the holes, that along with silver. And it was, that was around 80, 89, 99 a dollar. Hey. Coming in number 11, excuse me, coming in number 12, we got Tron, TRX, trading at $0.02, cent, another one up 10.5%, only two pennies, only two pennies. Always remember this, for those that are new to this space, you do not have to break the bank to invest in cryptocurrency. You got some cryptocurrencies that are a, a penny, under a penny, two pennies, five cents, ten cents, a quarter, that you can take Big Mac money, smoke money, drink money, take those habits and turn them into investments. You got a couple of books coming out, from, 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 from uh, Vices to Investments, the Hidden Hustle. I still got um, the uh, Secure Party Crypto Creditor book coming out. I'm working on that because there's a lot of more things that I'm learning that I want to add. So I don't want to rush anything out there. Like I, I guess you can say I sort of did with my first book, The Puzzle. Though I didn't rush it. I mean, I, I put it out at the time when it was needed. But it's so much that's changed in the space that you got to keep revising these books. So I want to make sure I get as much information in them as I can before I put them out. But definitely be on the lookout for them. But it's a lot, lot to be learned from this space. Uh, coming in at number 13, we got XLM Stellar, which is actually a, um, part of the holdings of the Grayscale Trust. If you don't know what the Grayscale Trust is, in fact, let me look it up. Let's see. If we look up, Grayscale is a digital uh, currency trust. Here we go. Let's look at Grayscale. This is from February 13th. Look, so we're about six days off of this, right? This is a year ago. Let's look at their, let's look at their holdings and let's see what they've been able to, um, uh, to increase their holdings from since last year. Or, yeah, since last year, almost a year to date. 
This is the Grayscale Investment Trust. You can look them up. So let's see. On February 13, 2019, which I got this bookmark, that's why I'm able to go look at it because I use it as a catalyst. The holdings per share in net assets under management for our investment products were $793.7 million. $793.7 million. Once again, $793.7 million a year ago. Let's see what their holdings are today. And they got Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, Ethereum Classic, Horizon, Zcash. Um, let's see, what are their holdings today? And the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is now an SEC reporting company. How you like that? Always remember, it's all about trust, family. Always remember, in God you trust. In God, not in the spiritual sense. God in government, ordinances, and departments. Let's see. Where is... Here we go. So this is 17 hours ago. Right now, they got $3 billion in assets under management. Let's see what they, let's see what they got as their choice. Let's see who they're holding with $3 billion worth of their clients' money. They got Bitcoin. They got Bitcoin Cash. In fact, okay, let me see for holdings. So they got, let me see, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Horizon, Litecoin, Stellar, XRP, Zcash, and then they got a Grayscale Digital Large Cap Fund. But Zcash, Ripple, Stellar, Litecoin, Horizon, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. That's who Grayscale is holding. So you can take that with a grain of salt if you want and look at the investments that they're putting their money into. You know, there's so many ways you can you can just draw off of the information that you have within this space that will allow you to help you to make a decision. But technical analysis, in my opinion, is one of the most needed, most needed um, uh, skills. Coming in, number, um, where do we leave off at? Oh, Stellar, 7 cent, up 5.8% within the last 24. Um, coming in, number 14, top privacy coin, Monero trading at $80, up 1.7% within the last 24 hours, 0.3% within the last hour. Coming in number 15, we got Ethereum Classic trading at $11.62, up 0.6% within the last 24, 0.5% within the last hour. Coming in number 16, Chainlink, who I'm talking about, I'm salty, I missed this one at 280. I'm super salty. I've been watching it for the last couple of days. Like, now I'm going to enter. I'm going to enter, just playing around with it. Now, I, I, I missed it. Now, what I'm not going to do is go chase it. If I was just trying to enter at 288, I'm definitely not about to go just buy it right now at 322. What I'm going to wait for is a pullback, and that pullback may take a while to come. Let's go take a look at Link real quick. Let's take a look at it versus, hmm, here we go. Let's look at it versus uh, Tether on Binance. Oh, man, look at that. Let's see. Let's go back to our daily. Open this up. Let's see what we got going on. Okay, so you're going toward, you, you, you're reaching for the 618, which is at 339. Right now you're at 221. You can see a pullback back down here to three bucks down there, which is what I'm going to look for. Um, I'm actually going to look for some type of weakness in here. Let me see. Four hour, which we're already finding here, which we're already finding slightly here. You've had a pullback when you reached up there around 330. You're having a pullback now. I'll look for an entry back around $3 on my own. On, just looking at it willy-nilly just right now. I'll probably look for an entry around three bucks if we do get that uh, slight pullback. Remember, you can come back down and retest a 21-day exponential. Also, that's at 295. I definitely won't be buying this top. Um, if I was real risky, I would probably try to short it back down to three dollars. But with the way the market's looking right now, you may get wrecked trying to short it. You may get a second win here, though. You may get a second win. You may hold your support. Peep the game. It's a couple of different things that can happen here now. There's, there's never always just one thing that can happen. I want everyone to understand that there's never just one thing that can happen. Okay, hold on. There we go. Um, all right, so 
looking at it right now looking at chain link okay so you're having a pullback right now look what's happening in the pullback you're trying to get higher breach that previous high look what happened 